Who's on first? What base do you want to talk about? I'm going to get in a lot of trouble here. You play to win the game. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever. Bull says retarded. Come after me. They're comedians, they're sports fans, and all around degenerates. It's the Who's on First podcast with your hosts, Matt Marin and Anthony Passaretti. I'm a man. I'm 40. What's up? Welcome to the Who's On First podcast. Matt Marin with Anthony Passaretti. How you guys doing? And our guest this week, uh, one-third of the Good, the Dad, and the Ugly podcast. I think you're the ugly in that, right? You better <laughs> believe it, brother. Patrick Schroeder's here. What's up, Patrick? Is that uh, is that Gary Thorne calling yes, cool? Yes, <laughs> National yep. treasure, Gary Thorne. Uh, God yeah. bless him. Retired, retarded. They sound similar. <laughs> hey, we've all been there. Yeah. Yep. What's up? Thank you for coming in today. This is great. I mean, I made the trip up to Washington Heights, a yeah. fun uh, hour and a half train ride. Yeah. Got to <laughs> knock out some podcasts. Yeah. Absolutely. After NBA All-Star Weekend, um, I think that was, I mean, there's plenty of big stories this week, but that was the most fun I had this week was watching NBA All-Star Weekend. Yeah, watching the Kobe Bryant MVP get handed out. Yeah, the the first All-Star game I ever remember actually being fun to watch. Yeah. Like, well, actually you, competitive. Do you like the new format where there's like a new game every quarter? I don't know if it'll stick, but the that game was fun did you uh patrick did you watch i remember well, we were at fight club yeah. on sunday night uh i i watched the highlight video after that's what I, yeah i went home and watched uh i i didn't even like watch the highlight video i just found the instagram highlights yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so i i literally consumed as little of it as possible but it looked you could just tell everyone was playing a lot harder yeah that, that, that's always like why the all-star game is so skippable because it's like fun but after a quarter and a half, you're like, yeah, nobody's really giving a shit. I'm, yeah. I'm checking out of this. But. So, yeah, the first three quarters, it was like that. It and wasn't then good at all. I it was, was just alley-oops and Chris Paul catching an alley-oop. Yeah. But then when that they got it to the point where they're like, okay, first to 157, yeah. let's go. They all started playing really hard defense. Those last couple points took a long time to get. Like once they got to one fifty two, one fifty two, they were really trying to not let. Yeah. Them get Imagine being a Rockets fan, watching the All Star game, and being like, "Oh, James Harden can play defense." It was also <laughs> just weird watching like professional sports with like a score limit instead of a time limit. Like, yeah. The uh, yeah, I, I just saw some of the the video and photos of like Embiid late in the game. I'm like, oh, he's definitely winded. Like they were, they were yeah. playing hard. I, I was like, all right, get him out of there. There's no reason for, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw Ben Simmons played almost like 30 minutes. I'm like, what the hell are they, leave him, you know, put him on the bench. Yeah, you're a big Sixers guy. How do That's you right. feel about now? There's like the, t- uh, can Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid play together? Oh, th- I mean, this is, I would say once a day in my life, I'm running into somebody or somebody I know is trying to bring this conversation (laughs) for the last, since, you know, three years ago or whatever, like, oh, it's not going to work. I mean, I think it, I think they, they can grow. Obviously it doesn't fit naturally. Yeah. But they're both so talented and unique that I'm willing to ride. Like I'm, I've never thought we should trade either of them. Yeah. I, I, whatever. Just those are our guys forever. Keep them as long as you can. Yeah, I've always heard that, but it wasn't until like the last couple of weeks where they actually like talked about where like it actually came out yeah. from them and from the organization like. Oh, we may actually think of doing a trade. It's probably the same thing. I mean, they finally had to address it. If you get talked about it once a day, I'm sure it's their oh, yeah. whole life, yeah. right? Like, so they... I, of course. And there was like a lot of rumors about their relationship being tense, and then you could see they both been like posting pictures of each other on social media, like yeah. talking about how much they love each other and shit. <laughs> And then uh, Jimmy and Jimmy Butler tweeting back Joel Embiid calling himself the villain and Joel Embi- and uh, Jimmy Butler being like, I know a place where villains are welcome. Like, wink, wink. Yeah, that's the. The toughest part for me has been uh, watching Jimmy Butler. I just I love <laughs> so him good. so much, but yeah. it, 
I don't think him him and Ben Simmons both kind of need to run an offense. Yeah. So it didn't really make sense to keep both of them. I get that. I think the Al Horford signing, uh, in retrospect, a bit of a disaster. But against the Clippers, they started bringing him off the bench, which they're going to do for the rest of the year. Yeah. And it really worked out well against the Clippers. So mm-hmm. I think I still think we're probably the second best team in the East. And you then think if, so? If behind we, Milwaukee. Behind Milwaukee. And yeah. if we start playing well at the end of the season, I definitely think we should be the best team in the East. Yeah, yeah, there seems to be, every team has like a period where they just, every great team has a period where they kind of slump for a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, right now in the East, like if, if Kemba Walker's playing perfectly, the Celtics look super nice, but if he's and Jason an game, Ta- and Jason, yeah. squad is And Jason gonna... Tatum's looking like a future star. He's starting to play a lot better because yeah. uh, we saw them twice in the beginning of the season and beat them, maybe yeah. even three times, but we just played him a few weeks ago in Boston and he looked a lot better. Yeah, uh, and I don't know how Toronto is still... Uh, you look at the standings. Kyle Lowry is a good player. You look at the standings and Toronto's still out there and it's like, wait, without Kawhi? <laughs> no, Toronto's probably, to me, the third best team in yeah. the East. They play really well. Uh, and they own the Sixers. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- I think we're like oh for our last fifteen in Toronto in the regular season yeah. or something like. That's always a, a nightmare for us. Yeah. What are, are you? Do you fear Miami at all? Yeah, I, yeah, they're they're a good team. I think you know that would be a six seven game series. I think yeah. we would beat them. Ultimately, we are just a little more talented than them, but they they yeah. were really good. They had team. hype coming out of the trade deadline. Everyone, they, people were talking about them being the second best team after the deadline. They and have the a ravenous they fan base too. I'm sure oh, playing God, in Miami yeah. sucks if you're the away team. Well, that's because uh, I lived in South Florida for most of my life, and yeah. all of my friends are obnoxious Heat fans. Yeah, so we like, and I I like the Heat. I like I've always like when LeBron was there and that whole team. Uh, which speaking of teams that you know took a while or had a rough patch that yeah. first lebron team they were like nine and eight or something to start the year yeah mm-hmm. so they, but yeah i i always like uh the heat and their culture and all that bullshit but their fans are so obnoxious <laughs> yeah. which is, as a philly fan it's like uh, obviously yeah. we are the the <laughs> number one recognized for obnoxiousness but heat fans are very like hoity-toity obnoxious especially for a fan base that has never been to a game on time. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's like, it's Miami. They're all, like, coked up and yelling and well, at the beach all day. They're all sun-cooked. There's so much shit to do on South, which is why comedy doesn't work in Miami either. Every They try to open a comedy club, like, every two years, and it fails in Miami because nobody wants to sit still. Yeah. <laughs> everybody wants to keep the party going. That's like even the Heat Arena. There's, a, there's nightclubs. There's bars in the arena. Yeah. So a lot of people don't even like get to the seats. They're just at the fucking club watching the game on the TV, yeah. <laughs> having a party until, you know, two in the morning or whatever. Yeah, a lot of stadiums now they have like even a Yankee stadium, there's so many like restaurants and stuff in there that it's almost mm-hmm. like you can go to a game and like hang out everywhere but in the stands and still like have an experience. Yep. Yeah, I went to Fenway for the first time last year and we had seats in the outfield on like you know the sunniest day of the year so uh, you know my fucking white ass was baking yeah. mm-hmm. and i just found a, like a bar in the outfield and sat there and watched the game the whole time I'm like oh this is much better anyway yeah. i'd rather not pay for a seat and just come watch the game like at a bar like, you can kind of see it from a distance but you got the tv with the sound on yeah. so it's like fun yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, you were born in Philly and then grew up in uh, Florida. Yeah. So you still got the Philly sports from that. Did you get any Florida? Well, you said you were watching Florida State basketball before yeah. we got on the air. It's funny when I, because living in Florida, uh, college sports is such a huge deal in the yeah. South in general, and there's very little of that in New York. So yeah. when I moved, uh, you know, back to the East Coast or Northeast, it was like 
the college sports void made me a f- Florida college sports fan that I never was when I was there. Like now I'm watching, you know, every Miami football game and like whatever, uh, even like UCF, I got real yeah. into <laughs> like whatever college that Blake team. Bortles? Uh, was he UCF? Yeah, he was. Yeah. And it's funny. That's a big debate whenever me, because uh, most of my friends went to college at UCF and anytime me and my one buddy get drunk, he brings up that. UCF should build a Blake Bortles statue because <laughs> he's like their all-time best player. I'm like, just wait, like you're a new program. Wait until another great player happens. Yeah. Like, don't just build a statue for Blake Bortles. Or who was? I want to look at. I think Dante Culpepper went yep, there. Yep, Dante also. Culpepper. He did. Okay, yeah. He, uh, yeah. I don't know why I just remember Dante Culpepper going to a small Florida school. He used to go into my buddy's uh, restaurant all the time. <laughs> him and his family, him and like twelve people, and they wouldn't tip. Oh, <laughs> no. He's like one of the first. He there were. Like a year or two, where I mean, he had Randy Moss. There was a year or two where Dante Culpepper was like Culpepper was a top five quarterback in the NFL. Oh yeah, get your roll on. He had that TD dance with the thing. But <laughs> yeah. every pass, like there was no intermediate pass. It was just Randy Moss would throw his hand up, and mm-hmm. Dante would know to throw it sixty yeah. yards in the air, which you know yeah. ahead of its time. Randy yeah. Moss cheat code for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. If, as long anybody who could throw the ball, you know, forty yards in the air could have made it with Randy Moss. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there and uh, well now Florida has the Tampa Bay Vipers in the XFL. Yeah, the, Vi- <laughs> the Vipers aren't doing so good. They were the favorites coming into the year uh, to win the championship according to like Vegas odds. Because, well, Vegas loves the F- loves the XFL because the XFL is just during games talking about the betting yeah, odds. Yeah. Um, and the so the Vipers were the favorites. Now they're zero and two. Um, I may have got a little too excited about being a Guardians <laughs> fan after Week One. Yeah, you're not wearing all their <laughs> stuff anymore. No, no. I um, I mean, I still I wore the XFL had a Fight Club this week to host okay. um i still I, i'm still diehard st- guardians fan just maybe not chant mvp on the first drive of the game for the first game of the season or, or <laughs> try to look up like a trains and hotels in dc for away games yeah yeah you, you I guys was are considering so starved though, as new york football fans it's very yeah. you're very oh, starved yeah. for uh quality team that's well, like yeah. nine yeah. years the yeah. the DC close. team, their fan base is like you know huge already. I saw in St. Louis, uh, the local TV ratings for the I think they're the Battle, the Battle Hawks. Hawks. Yeah, they doubled yeah. the the St. Louis Blues rating. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, man, that's too bad. They well, hockey's just too. has no TV deals. Hockey's like the worst at getting TV deals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. they the have outdoor like Outdoor Life Network or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's like, well now they have well, like once a year they'll do the Stadium Series and the Winter Classic get on like NBC. But other yeah. than that, it's like. You have to watch locally, and also if you've ever been to a hockey game live and then try to watch it on TV, it's like this is not why I like the sport. DC hockey fans do actually have something to be really excited about right now, though. Oh, Ovechkin DC, is yeah. starting to like creep up on some Gretzky records. That people uh, it'll were be like another. It'll be like another three or four years, and he can pass Gretzky's goal total. But really? Like, Already? Yeah, yeah, he's starting to get pace towards it. So like they're starting to put countdowns up on the jumbotron. Yeah, like, if he gets like fifty many. goals a year for the next three or four years, he'll get Gretzky's goal record. He's he still seems young to me, though. I mean, I don't follow hockey yeah. as closely as the other sports. Well, he but came that out. Seems in, crazy it's like 2005, 2006. So he's Jesus about Christ. yeah. It seems like more reason. Like I thought the same thing with like I remember Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin seemed like the new young guys to me. But then it's like no, they came out around the same time as LeBron. Mm-hmm. Now in my head, it's still like 2007. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still like, oh, when's Freddie Adu gonna make the, the men's national team? It's like now he's 50 years old. Yeah. <laughs> But there's, and also the thing is, like, the, he'll, they'll be catching one of Gretzky's records that seemed unattainable. 
But he's, of any of the four major sports, he's, like, far and away has the most records, mm-hmm. like, compared to second place. Like, they'd catch his goals record, but he still has, like, a thousand assists more than anyone else also. Yeah. And in hockey, it's goals and assists count as points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you took away all of Gretzky's goals he ever scored, he still has the most points in NHL Jesus history. <laughs> yeah, it's abs- he's not going to catch the points one. But it yeah. is cool that people thought it was completely untouchable and there is somebody... Yeah, doing something. like Yeah, somebody it. who's a specialized goal scorer can catch Gretzky. And Gretzky wasn't like a specialized goal scorer. That was just they tried to stop him from passing. He's like, all right, I'll just score. <laughs> <laughs> it's my only option. I might yeah. as well. Um, but uh, what was it? Uh, we were talking NBA All Star Weekend yeah. uh, dunk contest. I know I talked to you on Sunday, Patch, and you yeah, said at the end that. you got tired of watching dunks. It's too much dunking. Like they're it, they got to do something where everyone just does three dunks or something or and then vote at the end because the like elimination and then the tiebreakers it's mm-hmm. like and you know they're just sort of all jumping over people dunks like that's the only thing people at this point yeah it's yeah it's like they'll have maybe one creative dunk but then everything else is like i'll jump over two people or i'll jump over yeah. a car or... that's why i did love it didn't get uh because everyone's talking about just aaron gordon and Derek jones but in the uh. first round pat Connaughton jumped over Giannis, but when he did it he kissed the ball he took the ball and then touched the backboard yeah. and then dunked it i'd never seen that before that was the sort of dunk where it was like in real time it looked weird and then when you watch the replay and saw yeah I think it just didn't look pretty enough. Yeah. The one Aaron Gordon did off the side of the backboard yes, where that he like looked went, pretty. That was that was like unique and it looked good. Yeah. That was I, to me that was probably the best dunk. I think so. Yeah, that was uh, that's the one I've seen highlighted the most. And Derek Jones has just uh there no one could ever do a between the legs dunk again because Derek Jones has done it every possible way, I think. Yeah. That's well, he's just a dunker who they taught to play basketball. I remember him in the G League because the Heat somehow found him and he was like uh, winning G League dunk contests and shit. And just like all his highlights were put back dunks and then they slowly taught him how to play basketball. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, because I remember, well, I was born in 90, so I was 10 years old, the Vince Carter dunk year. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the dunk contest is, I feel like it is a generational thing where if you grew up during a time when it wasn't really that exciting, you don't really care about it. But if people who, before my time, grew up with Jordan and Dominique or people who saw Vince Carter are like, dunk contest is the greatest thing in the world. I didn't even watch it this year. I know it's not fair because like I can't dunk at all, but I hate when they don't do it, like how they get a minute to kind of keep trying. If If they get it on the fifth one, it's not that exciting to me. It's it like, does take it does take away from the excitement when it's like somebody's fourth try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, have you ever seen that uh, the Chris Anderson clip? Yes. Where he's like, yeah. I'm the bird man, it's time to fly. And then it takes him two minutes to finally get it done. <laughs> and yeah. everyone's just like laughing. And it's especially funny because he's white and it's like, where it's like, all right, we're going to let this white guy in a dunk contest, and then he completely screws up. Yeah. Oh, that was a guy all tatted up, right? From yeah. Miami. Yeah, yeah, that was when he, before he went to Miami, where he, like, got suspended for a year for some kind of hard drug use. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy, really? <laughs> the uh, Birdman, Chris I still Anderson? I think that fucking cougar. Did you see the clip of the cougar getting thrown oh, the yeah. three-point line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was my favorite That dunk. was crazy. Who would do that? Like The BYU cougar. I mean, only a Mormon. <laughs> but you do get full-ride scholars if you're a mascot that's the thing so it's like really i was best yeah. friends with our high school mascot and he went to like one of our football games he was the worst mascot ever he just took the costume and just did mischief around the town he never <laughs> went to, to anything there was so many pictures of him never at the school 
Really? Just Edgar a mascot Heisman. with no school he was spirit. A bron- yeah. yeah, he was a Bronco. He was a horse. He's like, there's more pictures of him in the McDonald's one town over <laughs> than at our own football games. Um, if either of you ever watched the show Blue Mountain State? No. It was about a college football team. It was that when I was in college. It was basically like American Pie, but about a college football team. And the one character, the two main characters, one's the backup quarterback because he has the best position in sports because you get all the chicks and don't have to play. <laughs> and the other guy, his friend is the mascot who like blackmails the old mascot into getting the job as the mascot just <laughs> so they could basically just hang around the football team and go to parties all the time. I had a couple of friends who went to Seton Hall. The guy has to be the Seton Hall pirate, has to pass all these crazy physical tests because one of the things you have to do is run in a circle for like two minutes with this big yeah. flag and like most people can't even get one rotation of this like the average you need to be like a crazy athlete at uh at st joseph's the hawk he has mm. to flap the entire game or he loses a scholarship really? and there was like there was a there's a great video you guys it, it, listeners should look this up of uh i forget who they were playing maybe like vcu or somebody but the the hawk mascot gets in a fight with the other team's mascot and they're like pushing back and forth and his head falls off, but he's still trying to keep his scholarship. So he's like flapping one wig, one wing, the entire like shoving contest. Oh God. The fight wasn't going to lose him the scholarship. (laughs) It's like your your head fell off. You're like embarrassing yourself on national TV. You're like, no, I'm going to keep flapping just in case. Yeah, you need to at that point. It's probably like a safety blanket type move. It's it's probably just ingrained. Like he didn't even know he's doing it anymore. He became a hawk. Yeah, it is weird now that like every, the mascots are like, like fun and popular so like every team has one like in college it makes sense like because they're usually the saint joseph's hawk the team is the hawks right yeah. well as there's, a philly fan what are your gritty takes are yeah there, well there, yeah there's gritty i like i like great i like that he got accused of like beating up a child yeah, yeah. I liked him more after that oh yeah every mascot sort of has to like you know earn their stripes i think in the philadelphia sports scene that's how um, you earn your stripes in the Philadelphia sports scene by beating up a child, right? Yeah, well, you got to do something. Like the fanatic is is really funny, and uh, although that Eagles mascot doesn't really do much. What is the? Is it just an eagle? It's an eagle. Yeah, I think yeah. they call him Link or something. Or yeah, yeah. Well, that's kinda... yeah. That they got mascots who actually represent the team aren't as cool as like Gritty or the Philly fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> they to, don't me, even... to me, the real Eagles mascot is that guy they show in the clip when they drafted Donovan McNabb, who's like booing with like the Legion of Doom. <laughs> Uh, shoulder pads on <laughs> his face painted. That's, that's the real that's mascot. The Eagles mascot. Yeah, 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 that guy. I know, like the Phoenix Suns have a gorilla. Yeah, that's that, that's just like because that that's somebody who had the suit. Yeah, <laughs> that's like one of the more famous mascots, but it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, at Islanders games they have Sparky. It's a dragon. It has nothing to do with an island or being on the island. Yeah, it, it, to me, it's either got to be relevant to the team or some sort of like huge corporate sponsor where you're like we're bringing in you know the the mastercard it's like a, <laughs> like that would be okay as long as somebody's yeah. making money but that when is, they just don't make sense maybe if it was a mask i hate that there are no sports arenas that are named after anything but a sponsor anymore though yeah i i get it just because it's an easy mm-hmm. way to yeah. make money yeah, it's like those things are fucking big you gotta yeah. pay for them somehow yeah, yeah. some of them are fu- like i i like yankee stadium wrigley field fenway park i like those and some of them are kind of cool, but then it's also kind of weird. It's like, you don't want to come to Denver. You're going to have to play us in the Pepsi Center. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I like, the Eagles got lucky because their sponsors 
Lincoln, Lincoln Financial, Financial, but you yeah. can just call it the Link, and that yeah. still sounds cool. But to me, Veteran Stadium was like the yeah. coolest sounding name. Or the Flyers used to play in the Spectrum. The Spectrum, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those just sound cool. Now it's like Wells Fargo Center. Oh yeah, yeah. It was and the like the Coors Estates Arena, like all those yeah. sponsored names. Well, some of yeah, some of the Coors Field for Colorado, I think, sounds fine. My favorite one was when the Dolphins Stadium was uh, named Landshark after the Jimmy Buffett beer. Yeah, <laughs> it was like for six months, and then there. I don't. I don't know how Jimmy Buffett came up with the money to sponsor a stadium. Yeah, but but there were. Like I remember. Back. I think it was my uh, the Marlins, and I think the Dolphins also played. It was called Pro Player Stadium. Pro Player. Yeah. I don't even know. Is that named after? I don't know if there's a company. Pro, Pro Player. Player was yeah. a company. That was the first one they named it after Joe Robbie, who okay. like brought football to Miami yeah and it was always like his name was on it but then they're like yeah fuck this yeah. we can get some money yeah this, and this, some of them you almost forget the Staples Center like I'm so used to saying Staples Center that I forget <laughs> it's forget Staples it's it's, yeah. it, that it's like just a place that sells paper clips no yeah you think when you say it with somebody like oh yeah they're playing at Staples you're like oh yeah they're in LA as yeah. opposed to like the fucking store in a strip mall yeah the old one was called the forum that's not I mean I I said they should rename it the Kobe Center because the Lakers have enough money the same they're more like the Yankees and the Knicks almost they don't need to have a name after it what did you think about the push to get the the new logo of the NBA changed to Kobe I mean I'd be okay with it I, they, yeah been so, I think that's just like a a reaction to how big the, yeah that's yeah. what i thought i thought the reaction. mvp of the all-star game was perfect yeah, yes and even but even the lakers naming it the kobe center it's their team it's their yeah but then the thing. clippers still play there well the, i mean the clippers just they're only there because donald yeah. sterling wanted Name to be in the, la 30 the years ago Miles center the daria <laughs> the cory the cory mcgetty center <laughs> Yeah, it did was you see Darius Miles? It was him and Quentin Richardson were like the two former and because they do a show together. Yeah, so they were the two opposing. And Darius Miles was caught on camera cursing. Right, that was the well, big story. I just saw him like he doesn't know how to dribble. Like I don't know <laughs> he, his his dribble was so high that I was like, oh, is this Lil Rel or something? Like who's who's this bad of a basketball? Player? Then you realize it's actually a former and it's player. Like oh no, this is he was you know the number one high school player in the world. <laughs> yeah, and he was also in. Did you ever see the movie The Perfect Score? I saw when Where I was like a teenager. Steal the yeah, they're stealing. They're, it's a bunch of high school students trying to steal the SAT scores. Everyone has a different background. Darius Miles is like the athlete who needs to pass the SATs to get into college. He he was like, like sort of about to become famous. Uh, that whole Clippers team. They people really wanted to like them with like yeah. Q Rich and Elton Brand, and they were just so bad. One of my favorite uh, sports cameo in a movie that always took me by surprise is when Jalen Rose is just randomly getting a haircut in the barbershop movie. Like he's just oh, sitting I in the chair. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, all right, Jalen Rose. I saw basketball again recently. I know we talked about this before. Um, I saw basketball. I forgot how many athlete cameos are in basketball. The best one is, uh, was it Bob Costas? Bob uh, Costas, wait, now Michael. You're excited to feel these nipples? Yes. yes. <laughs> and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they're like in a museum and there's a statue of him and it turns out it's actually him. <laughs> <laughs> and Kareem, I watched, um, I didn't see it, I mean, I wasn't born when Airplane came out, uh, but I've seen the yeah. clip of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane. Pilot, it's my all-time favorite so, comedy. Yeah. That's, yeah, he's so funny in that. It's uh, crazy how it's 40 years old and like every minute there's a joke that holds up still. Well, yeah, it's it's so funny, but it's also funny because Airplane Two, they just made the exact same movie. <laughs> like yeah. it's like the same jokes, which is like the Austin Powers formula of comedy, where it's like we're gonna make the same exact movie again and people will love it. Yeah, uh, 
It were I mean, it was different. It went the, for in one of them. It was the name was a lot of vagina, and the other one it was fuck you and fuck me. Those are different jokes. <laughs> you remember Brett Favre steals Cameron Diaz at the end of There's something about Mary. Yes. That yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Um. God, there's a bunch of fun athlete cameos in movies that you would. Love. I mean, now everyone yeah. when, when Reggie Jackson teaches Rob Schneider how to like play hot potato in, in bench warmers. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, any time a movie or a TV show just like vaguely showed professional wrestling, I was in. Like, I don't. Oh I don't, yeah. I just remember the intro for Malcolm in the Middle. They show like. Chris, Chris Benoit, Benoit somebody, Hart, and I yeah. remember like, all right, this is my show. I'm gonna watch it because maybe <laughs> wrestling will be involved at some point. There were some shows like later on, uh, being a wrestling fan, that I would see like, hey, remember that time Kevin Nash was on a sitcom with like this? I don't remember what the show uh, was. Was it that? Uh, what was that UPN show? Shasta yeah. McNasty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was, was always. Just, yeah. They were always trying to like cross promote that was with wrestling because it was like, well, this, the, this is the was dumb on comedy. UPN. Yeah. <laughs> What's the dumbest audience we have? Yeah. Let's see if we can do. That's what I meant. Because like now wrestling, I don't I don't watch it anymore. But it seems to be a little more like respected in the mainstream. Is like, but like when I was a kid, yeah, watching wrestling, like my dad would just come in and be like, you know, this is stupid and it's kind of gay of you to watch it. Like yeah. that was just like how wrestling. Like you were ashamed well, to be a wrestling. You are fan. from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> my the, my dad. Anytime I would see Ric Flair on TV, I would like change the channels just so my dad couldn't come in and insult him. He'd be like, <laughs> he'd be like you know, he's gay, right? Like, he's not gay, dad. He's Ric Flair. Like, he's had more sex with women than you have, so yeah. shut up. <laughs> you divorce loser. <laughs> no, I remember um, as a kid, every, the other kids I knew liked it. And yeah. if my parents didn't, it would just be like, well, my parents don't like anything I like because I'm a kid. Um, I got into doing amateur wrestling and then kept watching pro wrestling after that. And that's when I started getting shit. When I started like wanting to get into pro wrestling, my old amateur wrestling coaches were like, you're not going to do that. We do it for real. You're going to make us look dumb if you do pro wrestling. Yeah, I think because there used to be like no respect for it. Yeah, cause it was just sort of pro wrestling was just like, you know, fat guys seeing if they could slam each other or not. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, gymnasts jumping around. Yeah. Which is more uh, respected athletically. It's but more like a live theater yeah, show now. it looks now. more yeah. like Cirque du Soleil half the time. They're like jumping up on wires and yeah. shit. It's yeah, like to me, I miss like just, you know, two fat guys putting <laughs> each other in, yeah. a, in a chin lock. Or well, that something. would be if my dad came by and there would be like the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, on the screen, my dad would like stop and be like, okay, this guy is like, seems yeah. legit. Well, that, there's like elements. I told you about that time when uh, the guy goes falling through the 30 foot cage. Like, yeah, if, Mick if, Foley. If wrestling was only that. I, nobody would ever call it a. <laughs> like, that was yeah. the craziest Also, thing speaking seen. of athlete cameo, Mick Foley was on an episode of Boy Meets World once. I remember oh, that. Boy Meets yeah. World had uh, Vader as the dad, too. Yeah, the and, dad uh, of the bully in the school was Big, Big Van Vader. Yeah, that always brought me a lot of joy as a child. <laughs> but yeah, I remember it was, um, yeah, you were a loser if you liked wrestling because also for years they like people knew it wasn't real but they didn't ever admit that it wasn't real yeah. i mean it, like you know legally they had said yes it's entertainment but state athletic commissions were like still like funding pro wrestling up until like the 90s how long did you think it was real for like, i never old? did you never did well because the first thing i watched when i got into wrestling was the undertaker and kane summoning lightning and fire against <laughs> yeah, each other this has come up before yeah. yeah so i always thought it was cool but i like watched it the way i think a kid now would watch game of thrones like i liked it but i didn't like 
someone said it's not real it's like yeah it's not why i watch it yeah. yeah i started i think i started watching wrestling probably like 1994 like i was yeah. really young so i was much more gullible and also it was still like they were pretending it was real yeah. somewhat so i do i remember like my dad there was that wrestler uh yokozuna who would like yeah. sit on people yep 600 pounds and my my dad was just like if he really did that he'd kill somebody like he would he my dad was always big about pointing out what looked fake about <laughs> wrestling like just ruining his child's yeah. you know one enjoyment in life. yeah it's like, that's not real yeah there was um it for people i know who are wrestling fans of the early 90s the undertaker debuted then and they didn't get super ridiculous till a few years later they mm -hmm. like eased it in so there were a generation of kids who were just terrified of this guy who looks dead oh he yeah. was my, he was like my first favorite guy he because i remember him doing skits with leslie nielsen <laughs> <laughs> i forget why but it was like leslie nielsen and him uh and i you know was already like a leslie nielsen fan as a kid for yeah his movies so i was just like oh cool i'll watch whatever he's on yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's great yeah, um, but well, so getting back to actual sports, I guess. Um, <laughs> although, I mean, I consider pro wrestling an actual sport, but they're not. At, well, also, they're also all athletes now. Yeah. Like, it, you, like you were saying, it used to just be the fact. Like, Undertaker was a college basketball player. Yeah, there. Well, that's what. That's also what I liked about uh, when it was ex athletes more or or like you know guys who played football or so. It was like bigger yeah. guys. It was more impressive. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the the guys now are just kind of small a lot of them are like theater kids who do crossfit yeah well, there was that movie that came out last year about the page yeah all the people that were against her were like models they weren't like yeah athletes. well the, yeah for a lot of uh for about all the mid-2000s wwe wanted women's wrestlers but they just wanted models who oh, would like yeah. come in and they could teach to maybe wrestle barely a three-minute match my boy uh tanyan sturtz married one of them really you remember tanyan sturtz i remember him picture? yeah, yeah. I did a, a roast of uh, Shane Spencer a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, that was a Caroline's, right? Yeah. I think I remember hearing about that. And, yeah, uh, just like Tanya Sturtz is one of the coolest guys I've ever met. We just ended up hanging out and talking a little bit. And now yeah. we, uh, I like follow him on Instagram and shit. And uh, he's always posting pictures with his wife. I'm like, that's the chick from uh, Diva Search. I forget her name, but she was like one of the more recognizable people yeah. from, from that time. Just like, you know gorgeous model. yeah tell us tell me more about the shane spencer roast oh god that sounds great uh shane spencer who for one month looked like the greatest player in the history of baseball at the yeah. end of the 98 season yes. and then he still did oh he was okay but yeah he bounced yeah. around he stayed yeah. in the league for a while uh the the roast was it was fun uh <laughs> it's tough because there were only two comics okay. on the on the roast and then it was like uh it was Tanyan starts um Charlie uh the hey. old Charlie Hayes Charlie Hayes Charlie Hayes was caught there. the last out of the 96 World Series yep. and yep. then there was like four Yankees players who just canceled uh <laughs> I want to say one was a reliever Jeff Nelson was supposed okay to be there. he yeah. wasn't there I, there were a couple other players I can't really remember. It's like as New York centric of a dais as I can think this of. This was oh yeah. And then the the other guys the it was funny when it was like us and the athletes, but there was just there was like other guys who were affiliated with the organization. Like or, a trainer. It was Yankees fantasy yeah. camp was like the group that okay. was putting it on or the charity. Yeah. So it was like these guys didn't understand what 
five minutes of material was so yeah. they ended up doing like 15 minutes and their show went long yeah um but it all the guy everyone was very cool baseball players are you know they're just like mentally children so like they're yeah. just about having fun <laughs> yeah. and drinking and hanging out they should have uh, brought had chad curtis and john wetland on the day <laughs> dude i it was so funny uh were there jokes about Chad Curtis and John Wetland? Because they're both like in jail for pedophilia yeah, now. Yeah, I think I had one about Chad Curtis. Uh, who's the Who's the the other guy? Oh, he, what he like kill somebody in a drunk driving? Oh, Jim Lairitz. Jim Lairitz. Yeah. I definitely had a Jim Lairitz like wanted to be here, but he <laughs> something about driving into somebody or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, uh, it was the everyone. Everyone was like cool and fun to hang out with. Um, a little bit uh liberal not none of the athletes but the other uh affiliated people the the hangers on yeah hard hard uh f-bombs uh and i'm not talking about fuck yeah Yeah. that was like go back and listen to our gino bisconti episode that was like yes i'm sure yeah Uh, or just come to comedy fight club every sunday night there you go yeah. yeah Um, but yeah, that was like their big punchline. And, uh, honestly, uh, the crowd didn't really seem to mind cause it's like yeah. all these, you know, baseball players. Types, like, yeah. Yeah. I made a joke about what's the Susan Waldman. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe I'm in a crowd where that many people got that reference. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, especially nowadays with pretty much anything, not just sports, people are so niche into their fan base that there are shows specifically for things that I've never heard of and specific references will land. But yeah, on sports Twitter, especially now, there's, um, well, sports Twitter is going crazy now because of the sign stealing thing. What do you, um, it didn't really affect the Phillies in any way, but it still seems like everyone, every player is coming out. Mike Trout came out yesterday. Had a lot to say. Um, I think the last one I heard, Nick Markakis on uh, the Braves just came out today saying they should all get their asses beaten. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, on that note, did you have we decided if that Cody Bellinger quote I sent you is real? The one about how I'm gonna. Cody, oh yeah, I don't. Th- I haven't seen it to Cody Bellinger going around that says I'm gonna try my hardest to hit Correa in the face with a fucking line drive right in his ugly fucking face. <laughs> I haven't seen that reported anywhere else except you texting it to me. So. I've seen it on Twitter That's... in that same like screenshot a bunch of times. I'm. Pretty sure it's fake. There's no yeah. way you, you could say do it. the the Manny Machado like fake throw the bat thing. Where yeah. you, have you ever seen that clip? Where I think so. Where Manny he tried to throw it at the pitcher or whatever because they kept hitting him. So he pretended like it slipped out of his hand, but the bat <laughs> yeah. just went like sailing into the infield. Just like, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's never happened before, Manny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah. What do you think about the whole thing? I baseball is it's weird because the whole game is about cheating. Yeah. Basically, it's and I I played baseball up until like, like my freshman year and always like you, yeah, you're trying to cheat or like lie in some way. Uh I don't think I think it's hypocritical that the other players are sort of like taking this much issue with it just because they probably are cheating somehow it's like yeah and also you would have done it too like you think it's random that this whole clubhouse decided it was okay to cheat like that's how every clubhouse would react carlos beltran was like the most respected guy in the league like that's just what the game is about also with the the phillies got busted like 10 15 years ago because 
their fucking you know bullpen coach was sitting there with binoculars relaying signs. Yeah, into I remember the hearing. I remember hearing something about um, the Yankees doing that back in like the eighties, binoculars Everyone and the walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think th- that was my thought also. So I was kind of like, well, let's see what other players had to say. When every player is coming out and saying it now, I'm starting to think: is everyone just a hypocrite, or is this maybe more extreme than yeah, other forms of cheating? Like it has to be more. The buzzers might be the new thing that's like making people angry. If that's well, I think real. people are just angry that they figured out the the Best way, way that works. Because like, uh, yeah. usually it's like cheating. It's like you're getting if somebody's relaying the science to you, even if it's like a guy on second, you're like you have yeah. a runner on second and you're hitting. If he's tipping pitches for you, yeah, you're not a hundred percent sure. But it sounds like they figured out a way that was like really accurate. Yeah, well, because they had a camera from yeah. the outfield. Other than like um, some pitcher from the White Sox back in the '80s came out and said Tony Lewis was doing it with the camera back then. And then just all the different conflicting things that each star has been saying as it's like their time to be in the spotlight. Correa brings up that tattoo, which is still drives me insane. Well, That's they did my least uh, yeah. favorite defense ever. Although, yeah, I have some pretty. I have a tattoo that says everything's coming up Millhouse, and I would do like a oh, sixty no. minutes interview about it before. Like, I have other ones too. I've. I mean, it is a great line in The Simpsons, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, I have a blo- I have silly tattoos, and there's not one I wouldn't give a huge interview about if I went to the World Series. Yeah. like it's ridiculous that that's what he brought up. Yeah, and uh, but then there was like the report the next day, like we did see Altuve at spring training. He does have a tattoo on his chest. Like it is kind of crazy what actual reporters are saying but at this point. But now it's his daughter's name, and Correa came out being like, "Well, it's an ugly tattoo that looks fucking awful." It literally <laughs> just says Melanie. It's not even like a picture. Also, how's a word tattoo unfinished? Like, well, we haven't seen we haven't seen what Melanie looks like, so maybe she's very <laughs> ugly, and that's what he's saying. Yeah, it's just pretty obvious that they're just continuing to lie. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I, yeah, I'm not. It's and it's tough because baseball has sort of branded itself as like this, you know, morality. That like, there's so many guys who are like, there's a right way to play the game and a yeah. wrong way. To, but it's like, well, that's all like cheaters. what that, it's like with anything else. It's like the girl who talks the most about being Christian is the one who's like fucking all the guys. Uh, is that true in high school? Yeah, it's reverse psychology. Or yeah, the congressman who's the most anti-gay is the yes. one who's in an airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that, taking a high horse. Is never really a good position. Yeah, well, baseball more than any other sport has the where the moral ones, and they also maybe more than any other sport have the biggest history of cheating. That's yeah. what I, like Nick Markakis. I I hate the Braves so much. They're, yeah. that's like their whole thing. It's just like some weird fucking redneck morality, and just like everyone on the team. It's fucking Brian McCann's fault. I've never hated a baseball player more than more Brian than McCann. Brian McCann. I don't really generally. I do not dislike professional athletes it's very tough for me to not like it's like him and aubrey huff are the only two people <laughs> I, l- I love aubrey huff yeah, <laughs> the bet, well, the thing that came out recently no sleeves right now you yeah love no. Aubrey huff. well no Shocking. not even the um i mean i yeah, if she support i'm i'm not a trump supporter he supports trump i don't care about that but when people come out and the way he goes back at them like some girl was going after him uh saying that he like has a small dick or something and he's just like you want to come for the heavyweight champion and find out I'm like this guy's awesome that's what he's saying on Twitter to his critics. My my beef with Aubrey Huff goes way back to like I'm gonna say 2010 when it was Phillies Giants in yeah. the NCS. He was just so obnoxious that entire time, and there was like a, a bench clearing situation, and he was trying to be like a tough guy. Yeah, it was just uh, like nobody's trying to fight. Just calm down. Yeah, 
Well, that uh, was the news that I just saw about Aubrey Huff like today or yesterday. The Giants are doing their like 10-year anniversary of the World Series win, and he's not invited to come uh, and celebrate because of his social media. Yeah. That's what Kurt Schilling is like. Yeah. You know, persona non grata. They want, And he wants to work in baseball. That's what I would say. I would say Aubrey Huff is uh, more likable Kurt Schilling. Like, they have the same crazy beliefs, but I watch, I see Aubrey Huff say things and I laugh sometimes. Well, Kurt Schilling was just a tremendous douche his entire career. Yeah. Like, this even is, before he got traded to the Diamondbacks. I think, we, I don't think, I don't think we've gone more than three episodes without talking about what a douche Kurt Schilling is at some point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what you're talking about right now is, is seriously like a tallest little person award. Like, who's Oh, better? between Kurt like, Schilling and Aubrey Huff, yeah. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah, but, um, I don't, Aubrey, I don't, I, I find it entertaining. When somebody is, like, saying things they know people aren't gonna like and just double down and go into it and still try to be funny with it, Kurt Schilling, like, whines. Yeah. I haven't ever seen Aubrey Huff whine about it. He'll lean into play. Well, also, I was I love pro wrestling. I like how I was playing the heel. Yeah. Well, Brian McCann. What, what? Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Brian McCann. Why do you hate Brian McCann? He's uh, there's that like clip of him. Somebody I forget who hit the home run, but somebody whoever hit it was really taking their time. Maybe it was like Puig or somebody who's being obnoxious, and he just like stood in front of home plate. Oh, while the guy oh was, like, I remember that. Shot. Like yeah. he's some fucking tough guy. Also, he has like a lot of uh, clutch hits against the Phillies, which is <laughs> really a way to get me to not like you. Yeah, yeah. Just, the I, amount yeah. of times I like really won't like an athlete for some reason, I'll be talking about all the reasons I don't like them. It really just comes down to they had a big hit against my team. Yeah, like, it's always <laughs> the biggest factor. But yeah, also, I, I like that you're like, I hate the Braves, I hate everything about them. More than anyone else, Brian McCann, you're leaving out John Rocker in that. Yeah, yeah, John Rocker I have no problem with. <laughs> Chipper Jones. I, I Chipper Jones was my idol when I was a kid because he was yeah. a switch hitter. That's all I wanted to, when I was like 10 years old, I just wanted to be a switch hitter. Yeah, I taught myself how to switch hit in Little League Baseball just because uh, my dad grew up watching the 50s Yankees and always talked about how Mickey Manta was the best hitter ever. And my, I'm like, I gotta be a switch hitter. My Little League coach would not let me uh, bat from the right side of the plate because he said I was like showing up the other team or something. But I was I was so mad because I, I hit lefty and throw righty. So I'm like, I'm a natural candidate to switch hit. Yeah. Why can't I like choose? And he was just like, no. I, I remember I would like say to the coach before going to the plate, it was like lefty or righty. And he based on the situation, he would tell me to bat lefty or righty. But his mindset would be, I'll pull from whatever side I was, but lefty, I was more of a spray hitter. Uh, so I would bat lefty with the runner on third and then just hit a grounder down the third baseline. <laughs> <laughs> and my coach was like, oh, well, yeah, like you just bat whatever. Right. He would just eventually would say, bat whichever way you want. Just leave me alone, kid. Yeah. <laughs> the guy remembered that he was coaching 11-year-olds. Yeah. He doesn't need to. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. The, I had a coach, I want to say I was like 13 or something, who instead of having like, uh, you know, like regular hand signals for yeah. uh, steals and what to do, it was all verbal with him. And he had like a tell because he... <laughs> This guy was insane. I loved him so much. He was the only, because like nobody cared about baseball except for me and this guy. Yeah. And uh, he would, because he just talked the whole game. He was like this Southern guy. He would just talk from the dugout the whole time. And uh, the tell was, what do you say there, kid? Because he would say that all the time anyway. So he was like, what do you say there, kid? And then whatever it was after that, the next sentence was the sign. So it'd be like, what do you say there, kid? this and it meant steal second and nobody ever figured it out because we also we had would people... actually say steal second what no, do you no, say no. There? he would say like what do you say there kid uh drop one down or like some sort of like slang like it's like oh that means it wouldn't even be about 
he wouldn't even be talking to the guy on base. He'd be talking to the hitter. He'd be like, what do you say there, kid? Drop one down or, or something like that. And it would mean the guy on first had was supposed to steal. But we also had like a first base coach doing fake signal. Like nobody could ever figure out. I remember in, being in Little League and feeling figuring out the other team's signs, steal signs yeah. and being like, all right. <laughs> you're gonna have Wait, to switch so it up. Drop one down would mean to bunt. Or no, 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 no. Steal. No. Yeah, yeah. Just because like a... he would be talking the whole. He'd just talk nonsense. Yeah. The whole, he was like a southern guy who would just. But you guys knew when he said drop one down, that means steal. Well, it was he had to do the tell first. Like, okay. Once yeah. he did the what do you say there, kid? Whatever came after that. So sometimes he would just say drop one down. It was like Simon Says. Like it, gotcha, he had to yeah. say Simon Says first. So yeah. Like if he just said drop one down, like because he just talked the whole game. Yeah. So it made perfect sense. That's pretty, and nobody yeah. ever figured it out. It was so funny. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm trying to think of some of the sports I play, like signs. And I played catcher, and I worked out like signs with pitchers. Yeah. And we would do. Um, sometimes the pitcher would like rubbing his glove. Uh, one of the pitchers I had was like really into math, and this was like junior high school, so it was like basic math. So he loved doing like square roots and adding and subtracting, and we would do that with like the signs. To like, if I would put down a four four times, that was sixteen, and that meant like divide. Like I don't even remember exactly, but it was something like he got to do math and pitch, and he was excited about that. <laughs> That's how boring baseball is. It's like it's, <laughs> it's like, well, if I could sprinkle in a little math in yeah. the middle of it, that would really keep my attention. Yeah. Well, there's uh, now there's the rule changes that are going to make baseball more exciting for everyone. Yeah. Are the uh, are you talking about the the playoff? Um, no, not that one. There's um, yeah, now they're doing the three um, batter rule. three bat a relief pitchers has to face three batters. Okay, I mean, um, it makes and sense. Is there going to be a pitch clock? Not there's this already, year. There's already been a pitch clock. There there has nobody been a pitch respects clock. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah nobody yeah. respects it. There's not financial penalties for it yet. That's what was talked about. Like you could get fined for fucking. With okay. If it hits zero. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say. See, so growing up in Florida, you were a Philly sports fan in Florida. But I feel like in Florida, there's kind of fans of everything. There's yeah, not a lot of yeah. diehard. It's mostly fans. Yankees fans. Yeah. Like we get the Yankees games on our local radio station in Florida. Yeah, I remember like listening to Yankees games on the radio. That's how I knew who the fuck Susan Waldman was. Yeah, because it would be her and uh, John Sterling. John Sterling, Sterling, that fucking guy. Yeah, and all his crazy home. That run would calls. be like, yeah, I, I just for years when I was delivering pizzas, just like on a Saturday afternoon, just sitting in my car with the windows down, fucking listening to some fucking Yankees Orioles game that I could not care less about. Does, just like, it, does it still have like New York advertising too? Is it like Del Frisco's double eagle steakhouse? <laughs> <laughs> but they would because sometimes they're, the things they would say would be very New York specific and we would just, I'm just like, all right, well, good to know. Yeah. Were you a Phillies fan or, um, I know you're big 76ers and Eagles. Were you a Phillies fan also? Yeah, I wasn't really as much of a, a Phillies fan until... I would say like Jimmy Rollins showed up and yeah. Chase Utley because they were they were always so bad because I missed the '93 run when they yeah. went to the mm. World Series. I was like I was young, but I don't remember. I was still living in Philly and I don't remember it. Yeah, but like when I remember, uh, we had season tickets to the Marlins the year they went to the World Series in '97. Yeah, so that team was sort of like the team that got me excited about baseball. So I was. Yeah. I was the kind Le of Levon Hernandez and Edgar Renteria Edgar with the walk-off hit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched Edgar Renteria hit two home runs against the Padres. <laughs> I think he had two home runs the whole season, and it uh, was both in that game. That game. <laughs> but yeah, we I would go to like all these Marlins regular season games when I was a kid, uh, and I was sort of a fan of that team. Yeah, 
and then they, they all traded, traded everyone. Them. That's how the Marlins do. Yeah. They I, get a bunch of players, yeah. win a World Series, trade them away. And they repeated it in 2003. In 03, yeah. And then well, they... Awesome. They didn't even get there. They, they didn't even get the there. Yeah, part. they didn't get there. But if you look at, like, I saw things like the 2013 or 14 Marlins lineup is all, like, Giancarlo yeah. Stanton, Christian Yelich. No, all a, guys who are MVPs Fernand, now. If yeah. Jose Fernandez is alive, Yelich and Stanton are still Marlins, and maybe they have two World Series rings. If Jose Fernandez yeah, survives. Yeah, destroyed their whole yeah, uh, it ruined everything. plan. Um, 22. Yeah. And then yeah. they used his money to sign, like, Y.E. Chan or something like some yeah. awful like, yeah, pitcher. Yeah, like D. Gordon and stuff. Like yeah, yeah. Jose that, Fernandez uh, dies. Got to sell the team to Derek Jeter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, now A. Rod might so buy different. the Mets, which is hilarious. Who is A. Rod wants to buy yeah. the Mets? Yeah, I saw that. Can you imagine if A. Rod and Jeter are owning teams facing each other? <laughs> That's probably the only reason A. Rod wants to mm -hmm. buy it because he's like, well, Jeter has one. A. Rod's actually growing on me, like as a person, like as a when I oh, watch well, him do like interviews dancing on the field while J. Lo's like doing the Super Bowl and stuff. I mean, not he's even that. Like he's a fun guy. I was. He has a podcast with um Big Cat from Barstool really? where they like interviewed like these. It's like a business podcast. Guess, but they interview guys in sports business, so they were like interview. I saw them interview Howard Schultz, which I watched. He's the CEO of Starbucks, yeah. and I just wanted to hear him talk about the Sonics because I never heard him talk about like he sold the team and then they left Seattle. Yeah. Um. But yeah, even watching A Rod there, I'm like he's likable and fun. And then it's like Derek Jeter's kind of becoming the hoity-toity stiff, and yeah, A Rod's the fun one. Jeez. Yeah, I never liked A Rod, and I always. I never liked Jeter, but I always respected him more. Yeah. But I A-Rod always just annoyed me so much. Yeah. As and a then, Yankees yeah. fan, it was always, love Jeter. A-Rod's coming in with this attitude and taking pictures shirtless in Central Park and kissing himself <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Yeah. Well, if he would have, I feel like he tried to be who he wasn't in yeah. his playing days. He tried to, like, have a brand that, you know, like, oh, the kids will look up to me. But it's like, he's just an asshole yeah. from Miami. Just yeah. Like I saw an interview with him. One of those shows, they had Gary V on. Uh, oh, yeah. Gary Vander. Yeah. And um, he's asking A-Rod, like, about his life and how he came to these realizations in his life. But actually hearing A-Rod say, like, I was pretty cocky here. Uh, getting that $250 million contract ruined me for a couple years. Like, <laughs> actually talking about it, it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, if I was in the public eye since I was 17 years old, I'd be doing a bunch of dumb stuff also. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that, well, that's a good thing about getting older. You know, you sort of have a little bit better perspective of yeah. yourself. Or you're like, uh, I was kind of an asshole for my whole <laughs> yeah. 20s. And also, I'm just, as a fan, I'm so easy that if somebody's just like, I was a real asshole, I'd be like, all right, I forgive you. Well, because then it's like, what did he actually do to me personally? Yeah. Like, there was, I could hate him so much and it feels so real. And then, like, 10 years later, he's like, I was a bit of an asshole. And I was like, oh. Yeah, he was. Okay. I was too, probably. That's and then like I just move on. Me with Kyrie right now. Everything he does just annoys me so much, but I'm like, he hasn't really done anything bad. Like, he's, yeah. just, he's just a little pompous, but he's like young and rich and a great yeah. player. But I'm Thinks sure. the earth is flat. Still owes me 25 bucks. Why? <laughs> for, for that fucking. Oh, I, yeah. I bet on the Nets the night Kobe died before he died. And then Kyrie uh, didn't play, and they lost to the Knicks. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he took it off. That's the thing. The Kobe thing. The night before, I was I was at a comedy club hanging out with some other comics, and we got into a big debate about Kobe. And I was the only one who was like saying he wasn't as good as LeBron. Or oh MJ. god! I was like full on against it, and we were drunk, so I was like saying I was like I was like talking about how you know. Gasol won the title for them, and like <laughs> Dwayne Wade has has a better career than Kobe and all this shit. And then uh, 
the next day when he died, I got like five text messages just like from everyone who was at the club. It's just like, oh, I hope you're happy. Like, <laughs> I hope that was worth it. I'm like, God, well, now I can't have that. Well, that was, I had, uh, I trashed Kobe all because I loved Shaq. Yeah. Growing up, so I hated Kobe because he was the one who didn't want to play with Shaq and said he could win more titles. And then he did win more titles without him. And I was like, well, those Laker teams weren't as good as the ones we had. And uh, But I had started to come around on him. And I was like, thank God. Like, I, I, that's what holds me back from really hating on an athlete now is like, what if they die tomorrow? <laughs> well, I think with Kobe, everyone, you remember all the, the good shit, but there was you know he was he could be a bit of a diva he could be yeah. mm -hmm. a little bit pouty they had you know the year like the year he scored 81 or whatever when he was playing with smush parker and all those guys he was oh, definitely yeah. like him and smush parker hated each other <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm i i'm sure a lot of people who played with kobe did not like yeah him. uh and there was like that game against the Suns in the playoffs where he just wasn't shooting anything to prove a point for yeah. some reason. It's like, don't prove the, your point yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is also the side of it that um, after the season ends, it's like, man, he's got a very big rivalry with Smush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Smush, was, I, I'm surprised he didn't just have him traded off the team immediately. It's yeah. Like, we don't really need Smush Parker here. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about it so much and so many of the people we know are sports fans that I do forget that there are people who like still don't give a, I was in a bar last night and someone looked up at the TV and was like, oh, that guy Kobe died. Like he was the beef. Oh. <laughs> like nobody, it's like, what the fuck? That's a big part. If you're if you're in like Brooklyn or if you're lucky enough to be at a bar in Brooklyn that actually has sports on a TV, at least twelve people will walk by and be like, "Sports?" or like yeah. make some comment about. I did. I did a show a couple nights ago in Brooklyn and um, mentioned. Uh, I have uh, I have some bits I have about the Islanders knocking. Someone in the crowd was a big Islanders fan, and I couldn't believe it. And the bit actually went well, and I like even acted surprised that it was so everyone else was on board that he's just having fun. If I did more than two minutes, it would have gone bad. <laughs> um, but then I'm. They were playing the XFL game before the show started, so I brought that up. And then everyone was off board. I was like, I got cocky. You were into <laughs> hockey. I thought maybe XFL too, but no, That's, I got too excited. And it's funny because if you like go to comedy other places in the country. That's all they care about. That's all, and it's like I've done shows in, you know, like bars and stuff where you're standing in front of a TV that has sports on the entire show and they literally won't turn it off. It's like, no, people will complain if we turn the game off. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, we'll just perform in front of this fucking, you know, random new jersey devils game or whatever yeah, i did years ago i did a show in satin island that um there was uh, someone who had played for the satin island yankees Ooh. was a big deal there um he wasn't even there that he had been to that bar like the week before and that's what everyone was talking about <laughs> never made the that. majors but he was satin a big island satin thing. island yankee i did a show once in miami where uh ocho cinco was in the crowd oh but shit. i never got to meet him i was so, i was like I was like just parked by the exit. He must have like gone out a different door or something. Yeah. Because I could see where he was from the stage. And I was like, I kept looking to see if he was laughing, which not really. But <laughs> uh, Well, during his Miami years, that was like he was there for like three months. That was the hard knocks year where he like headbutted his girlfriend well, and was kicked off the team. That's where he's from. He, oh, okay. He Never mind. Yeah. yeah. So he would like, I'm pretty sure it was the off season anyway. Yeah. So he was just like, he, he even today, like to this day, you'll people see him around town a bunch. Uh, the funny where I live, I lived a little north of Miami, and we opened a casino in our town, like an Indian casino. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> Al 
Allen Iverson just randomly started showing up there. <laughs> oh, and, shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, not random. He, he likes to spend money and drink and stuff, so yeah. it makes sense. But I would get, anytime he was there and somebody I knew was there, I would be getting texts and phone calls. Like, you have to come here right Alan now. Alan Iverson's here. It, never, it like never worked out that I was that I could get there in time. Oh, but that's mm. got to be for a Philly guy, if a Philly yeah, so 76ers fan. Once somebody here in the city saw Michael Vick and was like, he's right here right now, Yeah. And it, but it was like somewhere in Midtown and I was in Queens or something. Like, I didn't have uh, enough yeah. time to get there. Was Michael Vick your guy more than a McNabb for the Eagles? He was just because, I mean, obviously McNabb was like the better quarterback. Mm -hmm. We yeah. did more with him. But, but you really don't like dogs. Well, I just, <laughs> I didn't like all these like, you know, fucking uppity white people who are yes. just, just like, oh, how could he? It's like, well, he's clearly apologetic. It's, yeah. Like, I'm all about. He went know, to jail. I'll, yeah. I'll give anybody a second chance if they're like pretty genuinely remorseful about it. Yeah. Um, so I was, and then it just like I became more connected to him uh, on an emotional level. And then when he he had that like one year where he really played great and got yeah. us to the playoffs, and I was just rubbing it in everyone's face. <laughs> yeah, that was probably my favorite year, other than the Super Bowl year for the Eagles, was because yeah. that was the year where like we had the the punt return against the Giants to win the game, and like yeah. there were just so many great moments, and it was all around Michael Vick happening. But I was at that game. That was fucking brutal. That was oh, the longest yeah. walk to the punt return. Yeah. yeah, that was the longest walk to the car ever. That that's probably my favorite uh, non Super Bowl memory. Of, I was watching it at a bar in Florida, um, and ran out of the bar before he even like once he got that block and turned up field. You could see he was going to score. I just ran out into the parking lot. You yeah. could see it from the second the ball fucking touched the punter's foot. He should have just kicked it out of bounds. The fucking second it was going in bounds, the whole stadium, it was screamed in you, yeah. no, just what the fuck? Coughlin was so pissed yelling at that punter. I've never, it was dead silence. People just filed out of there like they said football's canceled forever. Yeah. People were just looking yeah. at their feet. It was awful. Well, now, well, that's how I felt when it was, you know, 31 to 10 or whatever. I'm like, this, I hate this. Yeah. Why is that was like a regular season game. It's not like that was going to really do much. Would you oh. say the Eagles Super Bowl, if you had to pick a favorite sports memory? I would say it's the greatest it? moment of my life, yeah. regardless of sports, by far. Is it, are the close. Eagles your favorite of all the Philly sports? You most into the Eagles? Yeah, they're the one that it's uh, a little bit less now. Before they won the Super Bowl, I would be like, fighting back tears on like a Tuesday after a, you know, a week four loss because I yeah. was just so angry that... I just like they're never gonna win a Super Bowl. It's never gonna happen. Mm, yeah. I'm a lot better since then, but I still um, like after we beat the Giants this year in Week 17 to yeah. go to the playoffs. That no, was the Cowboys, wasn't it? Oh no, no the Cowboys the week, week yeah, 16. Yeah, the yeah. week because we still needed to beat the Giants. Yeah. After that, I uh, got drunk at a bar alone and put about twenty dollars of Sinatra on the jukebox and just yeah. danced by myself for an hour <laughs> <laughs> and then like walked home uh, just like. Like, you know how wrestlers come down the aisle, like, high-fiving people? I just <laughs> yeah. did that to, like, everyone, just, like, walking by, like, <laughs> trying to get high-fives in my Eagles jersey and just yeah. acting a fool. I remember, I think it was either that week or the week before, we saw each other. We were both at Turkey's Nest yeah. in Brooklyn where all the comics watch football. And, like, you had to leave before, I think, the end of the Cowboys game. Yeah. And, had to, and it was like, we were both saying goodbye and both almost said good luck, but then realized we couldn't say that to each other. <laughs> it was just like, as people who are fans of all different teams there, you want to say good luck to your team but it's cowboys eagles and we both can't we're like 
There was Good no l- luck exchange that yeah, day. Yeah, it was like, just um, enjoy, enjoy the rest of your night outside of this. <laughs> yeah, I, watch, I, I remember that because I had to leave to go host a show and I had to watch uh, that game on my phone yeah. in like the bar and like would have to leave every 15 minutes to bring up another comedian and then come back and like, whoa, what did I miss? What's happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so frustrating. Uh, like it, I'll be, I remember, I forgot which game it was. It was, um, it was, I was hosting a comedy fight club and there was a mm-hmm. Sunday night game. It may have been Cowboys or it may have been Island. I think it was last year when the Islanders were in the playoffs. Okay. And I was like having someone like give me updates while I was on stage. Though it's so tough to be doing comedy at a place that doesn't have a TV. Yes, I, it just it's I, I get it because obviously you're running a business where you're yeah. providing entertainment. You don't want, but it's just as somebody who lives and dies with sports so much. Like even uh-huh. if it's just not my team, if it's just like you know the fucking playoff game or some. Like the All Star Game, I would have loved mm-hmm. a, a TV at the yeah. stand, like in yeah. the corner, so I could have seen or something. But that's my number one pet peeve with New York, and yeah, just <laughs> well, being here is like there's all these- so many other things to do in New York that you can't like other places. You almost even if people I know who aren't sports fans from Cincinnati still know about the Bengals. Yeah, like in New York, you can just not be. You could know absolutely nothing about any sports. I have friends of mine who work at thrift clothing stores who uh like don't know who Derek Jeter is. They like get a jersey to buy in yeah. and they're like, is Derek Jeter someone I should have like been known? <laughs> I remember one of the first times I tried to go to like I was in Brooklyn, I asked a bartender to like change their TVs to the game. He like looked at me, he's like, what are you talking about? Like everyone's watching this. And I looked up and it was Jack Reacher too. And then I <laughs> I looked around and he was right. People were watching it, and then they would have been annoyed. Yeah, yeah, these fucking dorks will just watch, (laughs) like, a movie on mute at a bar. Yeah. Go talk to somebody. Like, this isn't, like, do you have money on the fucking ending of Goonies or something? (laughs) It's like... It's a movie you've seen before. And uh, the the worst, there was this bar, um, I forget the name of it, but they used to do comedy there, and uh, it was some, like, Sunday night game, and... uh, I asked them, it was when I first moved here, and I asked them to put the game on, and he was just like, oh, no, this is just a DVD. Like, we just play the same DVD all day. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we don't have cable. Like, this is just all we watch here. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah, there's been sports pods I've been to where they do this. They play a DVD, but it's, like, of, like, an old game. Like, it was one bar. They play oh, old yeah. boxing matches, like, on repeat. And, like, that's actually kind of, like, I enjoy something like that. Well, because I also grew up when Yes Network first came out. I had just gotten cable, and it was all, like, all these old, like, 70s Yankee games. I've seen more Thurman Munson games <laughs> than, I think, other, like, modern-day Yankee games. I went on a, a date at a at that bar across from uh, Knitting Factory, yeah. Commodore, mm. um, and they had Game 6 of the 86 World Series on the TV, and it was a first date, and I really didn't know this girl at all. And I could tell it wasn't going well because I was just like slowly becoming way more interested. I was like, as we got closer to the ninth inning of Game Six, I'm like, all right, is Mookie on base yet? Like, <laughs> when is, is when's this ball gonna, like? I want I want to watch it. And I like tried to explain it to her, and she's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, buy me a drink." I'm like, "All right." It's like, no, you don't understand. Bill Buckner's life was ruined because. Of this. <laughs> Uh, but all right, before we wrap up, we have a segment we always do. It's uh, Stupid Questions with Dave. Our producer, Dave, doesn't know anything about sports, Aww, so he Dave. listens to us all episode. And they say there's no such thing as a stupid questions. We try to disprove that every week. Okay. So, Dave, what questions do you have this week? 
I'm, I'm happy to show you what an idiot I am. But first, I would like to say that it was SummerSlam 1994 where Leslie Nielsen was okay. trying to find the real Undertaker. Because it was the yes. Undertaker. yes. Um, there was the real. So it was, it was like a naked gun type thing. He was yeah, like doing. They hired him as Frank Drebin to like. I, I know. I've heard, people have said they've seen the Undertaker around here, and I was going to sniff him out. And he's, <laughs> he's clearly in the background, but like he's not seeing it. it was, that was it my was, introduction to the world of wrestling. That was the first yeah. thing that hooked me. Because awesome. I'm from South Florida, too. Okay. My introduction was going to the old West Palm Beach Auditorium. I remember my dad got tickets to like a house show or something mm-hmm. there when I was really young. But something happened and we had to miss it. And I just I remember like being so devastated. Like that was the first yeah. time where I had as a kid my hopes up for something and it just didn't happen. And I like just cried for three <laughs> days. It, it is the set. Because they turned it into a Mormon temple in, yeah. the, in like the mid 90s. But when I went in the late 80s, I mean, Sergeant Slaughter and, and Hulk Hogan's, I'm in the second row. I almost got his shirt when he threw it in. It was <laughs> fucking crazy. But it actually holds the record for like the lowest. They did a pay per view. They did um, In Your House, It's Time. <laughs> it was. Like it was like a Vader's theme, but like he wasn't even at that one. It was insane. Yeah. Um, well, I remember uh, just briefly. I was just say I remember as a kid. Undertaker. I liked Undertaker. He was always my favorite. He never really lost or was. Ma- if he looked bad, it was only brief. And then I stopped watching for a few years. Came back in time to see that Undertaker had lost a buried alive match to Kane, and was like, "This is why I stopped watching." <laughs> <laughs> um, but the question I have is, you you have to explain to me the importance of the the sign stealing scandal because as someone who can't even fucking hit a baseball the idea of knowing what's coming does not change the game at all for me knowing as a batter I have no idea. I, when, when you're yeah. at the plate and the guy throws it, you have on average 0.6 seconds between it leaving his hands and it hitting the catcher's glove. It takes the human eye about 0.15 to process an image right. and also about 0.15 to get the motion of the thing going, which means you only really have about 0.2 to 3 seconds to make the decision, is this a strike and what kind of pitch is this? So if you only have to do one of those two things in 0.3 seconds, like that's a huge advantage. Yeah, Mike Trout came out yesterday and said, going out to the plate and knowing what pitch is coming, that sounds pretty fun. And other cause... pitchers have said, like Marcus Stroman said, I legitimately believe Trout could hit 800 if he knew what pitch was coming every single time. Well, some of it's the timing of it. If, it's, if you know it's going to be off speed or a fastball, it's could be a 15 mile an hour difference and that changes when you're going to swing and if you know it's going to be off speed you're guessing a lot yeah. of time up there so if you didn't have to guess it would it, make it a, it would almost yeah. just be like if i just put up like four simple math problems that you could do versus one and i'm just like you have two seconds to do one of these lines right. you're obviously going to yeah. be able to do the bottom one easier it's like, like you remember that game bop it yeah it's like if if you knew ahead of time what they were mm. going to tell you to do. It's like if you already. It's like if all you have to do is just bop it. You don't have to wait for the instruction. You're just like, all or right, like, this is easy. Uh, or like imagine, you know how when you play Tetris, the next one's in the box. Imagine you just had your hand over it. Like Tetris gets harder. You have to make new decisions. I I, I like how I just met you and you already knew that a bop it reference would be perfect. <laughs> like, well, I was going to tell a long baseball story about like when I tried to play uh, in high school and couldn't catch up to the pitches, but I'm like I'm. I think I'm gonna go with the bop analogy <laughs> instead. Like it. it just cracks me up that it's so that it's still a big thing because you'll hear like a, a fucking baseball player took a horse tranquilizer and it's gone a week later and but this is still something that everyone 
everyone's talking about. Yes, and no, the Black Sox scandal is 101 years old, Extra. and we've mentioned it weekly. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I mean, that might be more you guys. Yeah. Than <laughs> They're just a little infatuated. Yeah, but there is, um, well, it also, it happened during the offseason, so it was a big story. Then a few weeks or a month or so, it wasn't talked about as much. Now it's spring training, and all the players are being seen publicly for the first time since it came out. So now it's like back in the news cycles, everyone's talking about it. They did a press conference, which was pretty shitty. Um, they did a pre with prepared statements well, yeah, and an apology. The is yeah. They just keep stepping in mm. like their own shit. They can't, if they would just come out and sort of be honest and remorseful, and the owner wasn't such a douche, and they also <laughs> like their whole front on they fired some guy last year because he was like rude to a, a female reporter or something yeah he like bragged about they had a relief pitcher who had beaten his wife and they signed him uh after he was released by the other team and then one of the assistants the astros was bragging about that in front of female reporters deliberately but specifically one who had just written like an like an editorial about yeah. why this guy sucks and he's like so like found her and was like you're wrong we, we got him and that's good wish he was dating you <laughs> that was the because the, that just happened to a guy on the phillies last year Oduble Herrera yeah he got suspended for like the whole season for domestic violence and it was literally the only current Philly who shirt I had and I'm just like well I guess I'm not wearing this anymore uh, <laughs> I'll, buy, I'll buy it off I, yeah. I, I just wear it to work <laughs> under hoodies now and I'm not, I'm not even a Phillies fan I'm just an Oduble Herrera <laughs> fan now. oh man was there anything else Dave um, well, quickly, I wanted to say, because you brought up Naked Gun, and it reminded me of O.J. Simpson, because he wasn't... Uh, yeah, I just got a text from a friend of mine. O.J. on Twitter is uh, talking about the XFL now. My two favorite things oh, in the yeah. world, O.J. Simpson's Twitter and the XFL. <laughs> I think they should, last. they should bring in O.J. as, like, a sideline reporter or do it. Like, it's the XFL. No bad publicity is going to hurt. It's only going to help them. Is O.J. one of those people that only follows, like, three people, or do you think he has, like, thousands and thousands of followers and will follow the podcast Twitter if... <laughs> Oh, if we tweeted him, he doesn't. Uh, I saw he follows like Buffalo Bills and USC football, and like only a few like actual. Oh, sports so he's pages. one of those. He keeps it nice and clean. Right. Yeah. Somebody's got to be running it for him because he just seems to only know how to like post videos. Yeah. Hello, Twitter world. Yeah, like he's got his assistant. He's like, I want to make a tweet, and they just take out the camera and yeah, just let yeah. him talk. Yeah. Imagine being that guy, your OJ Simpson's Twitter assistant. Truly terrified for your life at all times, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. I feel like OJ's a good guy to be around because he I feel like he's really good at keeping the murderous side <laughs> under wraps. Yeah. Because he did it for so I mean he really only messed up that one time. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean he, he's usually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no one ever talks about all the people he didn't murder. I'm sure there were plenty of people who he thought about it and would and <laughs> yeah. decided not if to. If you think about it, Ochi's actually got incredible restraint. Yeah, yeah. I, he's uh, only not he's only uh killed someone one more time than the rest of us. There's rumors <laughs> too. Very two more times than the rest of us. Yeah, very unconfirmed rumors that the Safety Brothers next movie is going to be about OJ uh, in Vegas trying to rob all his own shit back. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah, very no one, excited yeah. for that. <laughs> well, because there's been so many like TV shows, movies, and stuff about the murders. Like no one ever talks about him robbing his but own like stuff. Like an back. uncut yeah. gem style, just like that day, just how Fast off pace. the rails shit went. Well, like, there's I've, I saw a video about that, like. Somebody broke down because there's all the security cam footage mm -hmm. of all that shit of like 
just how stupid it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just how poorly thought out it was. That would be great. There's so many things where you'll see a movie was made about something and uh, almost that you didn't think about at the time could be a movie in sports. Now there's so many things where like, I just, um, I think it's, it's becoming a thing at the end of the episode. I talk 15 seconds about hockey and that's all we really get into about <laughs> just it. Just like SportsCenter. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but the uh, they had the stadium series this week um, where uh, they do an outdoor game and they did it for the Colorado Avalanche at the Air Force stadium um and it was crazy traffic and also it's super high security because it's air force yeah so nobody could get in like it was like half of the uh, i don't know about half a lot of the fans got in and it was already the third period there were a ton of complaints they were like and they're like we tried to warn you there'd be traffic but nobody who's in like boulder and colorado springs ever has traffic like that yeah yeah oh so speaking of traffic uh jimmy johnson uh, didn't finish his last Daytona 500, and that other guy is in like very serious condition. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, Ryan the, Newman's in yeah. the hospital. Denny Hamlin won. Yeah, yeah, the end of the podcast where we talk about things only I like. <laughs> no, I, I tried you to did? watch it on Sunday. It I, was rained out. I know. I saw yeah. what, whatever they like ran like 20 laps and then mm-hmm. postponed it. I used to watch it when I lived in Florida a lot more. Yeah, well, it's like, Daytona 500 is just a fun, like, it yeah. has a Super Bowl like presentation. I always try to watch Daytona. It's like the Masters for me. Yeah. Like, I'll try to watch the majors and golf or like the big mm-hmm. tennis tournaments and Daytona 500 just because it's such a big deal that you yeah. can get into it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the only other sports story I had written down for this week was the Tokyo Marathon is only letting the top 1% of marathon runners run because they're afraid of like coronavirus. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't I mean, it in China, not Japan? Either way, they just think for health reasons they're not going to let everybody run. Even they legitimately <laughs> even they can't tell the difference between the Chinese <laughs> and like, Japanese but, but, but they were just like, you can only run the marathon if you legit think you're going to win. <laughs> and like everybody that That's just, smart though. I, I'm tired yeah. of seeing these like, you know, New York City marathon people where it's like just some old guy who's walking it. It's like, yeah. it's like, or just like some girl from Brooklyn who's like, I'm going to do the half marathon. It's that's like, for yeah. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, for Instagram. And it's like they did it and they say their time and it's like, uh, did like you just like committed to doing it. There was no competition. It was not like you were trying to come in first. Yeah, yeah you just spent your day. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, when you move somebody up a six floor walk up, then I'll, you know, mm. applaud you. I don't know, some fucking run around the block. <laughs> I don't really give a shit. Awesome. All right. Thank you for joining us, Patrick. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Showtime everywhere on Twitter and Instagram. That's S-C-H-R-O time. Check out my podcast, The Good, The Dad, and The Ugly. Uh, thank you guys so much for yeah, having me. I always love talking man. sports. Yeah, absolutely. Not a lot of people in comedy yeah, are able hard to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like like baseball or a little bit of NASCAR or hockey. Yeah. It's not a lot of people. Yeah, no. some people get into basketball. It's culturally known enough. You'd be like, oh, you like LeBron James. He spoke about this issue. I like him too. <laughs> yeah. um, as long as it's not China, he'll talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> yep. All right. Thank you guys. Yeah, thanks, man. Later.